1: No purchase necessary. Void. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: In the restaurant of life, we're putting freedom back on the menu. It's the Missouri Liberty Report with John Williams, working with grassroots organizations and legislatures to make Missouri the freest state in the nation. Let freedom ring. All right, folks, and we're back with another edition of a podcast where Liberty lovers unite to talk all things freedom. That's right here on the Missouri Liberty Report, and with me tonight, or uh, once once a month visit. Why am I getting a hum through my microphone? I got gremlins up in this here uh, uh, room, I'm telling you. But anyway, Patrick Holland with the Missouri Freedom Initiative, and we're going to be talking about what's going on in the legislature right now, and bills that you should be paying attention to, and bills that you should be getting involved with. So, good evening, Patrick. How are you, sir?
1: Hey, I'm doing great, John. It is great to be on the show again. How are you doing, man? We, you know, we hardly ever talk anymore. We're both so busy. We, you know, we talk. You know, basically when we're on the live streams together, where we used to uh, touch base once once a week or so on the phone and everything. But a lot's been going on, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been busy, 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 busy. And that's uh, I mean, I guess it could be worse because you know. Idle hands are the devil's workshops. I guess it's good to be busy, right? Um, Yeah. So, uh, what's going on right now, Patrick? Uh, Get everybody up to up to date on what's going on in the legislature and maybe some other things that we should be paying attention to.
1: Sure, and I, you know, uh, I'll get into this a little bit later here, but I have not. uh, My head has not been in Missouri. It's been in several states lately, believe it or not. But not so much in Missouri, and that uh, it was a happy accident. But but as far as SB one hundred goes, gold and silver in the state of Missouri, it's still stuck in limbo, waiting for committee assignment in the House. And of course, Dean Plocker is the one who actually assigns, you know, bills that come through either in the House or from the Senate side. Uh, assigns them, you know, basically a committee to go into because they have to go through committee before they can go on the floor. So that's where SB 100 is at. However, another bill that the Missouri Freedom Initiative is supporting, SB 8, that's another bill, Eichel bill, by pure coincidence, but this one is a 10-year plan and out for personal property tax. That one got through the Senate now. Uh, I'm sorry, that one is, I'm sorry, it didn't because it got postponed for a committee hearing in fiscal. And so that happens on Monday. So it's a good idea for folks to call up their senators, particularly if they're in the committees um, that are dealing with this. In this case, it's a financial, I think it's a financial committee. Uh, I did send an email out about it, you know, for everyone who's on the email list so that they would uh, actually know the committee members who are involved. And then as far as sales tax on food, which is another bill that the freedom initiative was supporting We have dropped our support for Mary Elizabeth uh, Coleman's SB161 because that ended up with a committee substitute that is uh, not what we signed up for. This one was for 1% or less reduction of sales tax on food. We're looking for a total elimination on sales tax on food, including local sales tax, which is county and city. And so we'll be tomorrow night in our live stream we're going to look at two other bills in the House that uh, also totally eliminate sales tax on food, and we'll get behind one of the two of those bills. And so those are the bills so far that we're following. Um, but uh, as far as that goes, uh, it's it's as difficult as always to get liberty legislation through the Missouri General Assembly. Um, there's a lot of you know, folks that like the legislation that we're pushing and there's some folks that don't like the legislation that we're pushing. But as always, our biggest problem are the rhinos. I I know people hate it when I say that. I don't know a better, you know, um, Robert Smith is famous for calling them the unconstitutionals. These are Republicans that uh, basically get, I think, most of their campaign contributions from non-conservative sources, from, you know, uh, I don't know how to put it, but that, that's let's just extremely liberal corporations that fund these Republicans to and as they're running as Republicans. And then they don't answer to the constituents. They answer to their campaign, you know, contributors. And that's what we call the rhinos. And these are the ones that we have the most problem with in Missouri. You know, it's, Democrats can be a problem in certain issues, but other issues is they're not so much. Um, but we're also dealing with public unions. When it comes to actually getting rid of personal property tax, the schools come out of the woodwork really quick and say, well, Katie, hold the phone. We're not going to give up any of that money that we're getting right now because we're using all of it. So that always becomes an issue. So when it comes to getting rid of sales tax on food or personal property tax, those are going to be the ones we end up dealing with the most, I think. But that's... Yeah, pretty much it as far as I know so far in the Missouri legislature.
0: Yeah, and uh when I uh live stream with uh I think it was Catherine Monday night, I got an email. So anybody here in the local area, let me let me pull up the uh email again so I get you the right location because there's some interesting um uh, an interesting meeting going on in Swiss, Missouri, so you know, about 20 what 20 minutes from Owensville. Um, I get the original email here, that'd be great, so I can, um, let's see, look at it and get it right. So, it is at the Swiss Evangelical Reformed Church Hall, that's 2082 uh, Swiss Church Road. So, for those of you locally here. Our superintendent of the Owensville School District, uh, Dr. Hardy, will be there to talk about a bond issue. Uh, The presiding commissioner, Tim Schulte, on marijuana, sheriff, and internet sales taxes. Assessor, Paul Schulte, on individuals proposing discontinuation of personal property taxes. And then we get somebody from Franklin County Volunteer Fire Department. Department's proposed tax initiative, and uh, Cheryl Bowl. I have to thank Cheryl and Duncan for sending me those, those emails on this. Uh, I will be attending that Monday night. Um, you know, I, I told Cheryl. I said, you know, at this time with inflation the way it is, here these people come with their handout, and you know, Catherine and I went kind of into detail on Desi the other night. How many employees Desi has alone? And the the salaries of just school administrators alone. Some of I mean, we saw two hundred thousand dollar plus, two hundred thousand dollars a year plus on several of them. Most of them make six figures. That's a lot of money, folks. And we, you know, people like to say, well, pe- teachers don't make enough, and the school staff doesn't make enough. Maybe it's time to start looking at Desi and your administrators and saying, hey, where's all the money going? Is it going to your salaries? Where is this going? But they got a bond issue here. And from my understanding, they want to build a, a theater hall, okay, that connects the high school to the VOAG building, but there's going to be a tornado shelter underneath it. So there's going to be a basement. And Cheryl jokingly said, what are they going to do with the middle school and elementary school kids? Are they going to bus them to the tornado shelter? She was being facetious, of course. But But yeah, folks, I mean, here we go. Personal property tax, you, you pay taxes on everything. And what, what do the schools do? They come around at the worst times with their handout. Now, what they're saying is this is a no risk or a low risk bond issue that the money's there, so they probably wouldn't have to get, you know, support this with more bonds. And uh, I don't know, Patrick, for some reason, I just don't believe them.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> well,. There's so many things I'd like to say about what you just said there. So many things. Um, And I'd like to go to the federal level, but I want to start the local level where you're at as far as education goes. And you're absolutely right. Uh, The schools are going to have to release, you know, some of that money that they're getting in. People are getting pissed. People are hurting. Interest rates are going up. Uh, this is the way the federal government deals with inflation, which they cause. The federal government will not take their foot off the gas of taxing the people. So during times of distress, <clears throat> financial distress, it always comes down. It comes down to the state actually bringing taxes down. Now, in the, in, in the individual states are different. So not every state is doing what Missouri is doing. You know, we're putting so much money into education here. It's just, I think we're number 16 in the United States for the amount of money we're spending on our kids out of 50 states. Uh, one being the most money being spent on kids, 50 being the least, we're number 16. But uh, testing scores, uh, I mean, I, I, I defer to my wife on my, my wife does all the research on this kind of stuff. The testing scores are not so good. Uh, so the more money we throw at the kids, the worse they're doing in testing. And and this is just a fact. And the now we go to uh, what you were talking about, bond issues. Um, schools are constantly trying to get money out of the people for their pet projects and for real projects. And I don't know what you're dealing with over there. It, it could be a field house for the athletics department, or it could be building a new middle school. I mean, I don't know what the bond issue is there, but when you're in a time of in- heavy inflation and also a stagnant economy, um, the weird thing is, um, people for the very first time start to think twice about saying yes on a bond issue on a ballot. So, but education is absolutely key, and my wife and I are experienced at shutting down bonds. We've done, should we shut down two in Clever, Missouri. My wife and I single-handedly, by the way, we weren't joined by masses of people or anything else like that, Uh, just did uh, literally videos and then Facebook. So I have a special uh, YouTube channel called Clever Resident that I have used to put up videos to stop our school bonds before. And then my wife will handle it on the the Facebook side. But yes, this is something that uh, local communities are going to have to look at very, very carefully because... Um, schools literally just for some reason can never get enough money. Even though our kids were churning out some pretty dumb kids here in Missouri, I hate to say that folks, but it's true. We're churning out dumb kids. Now our politicians won't say that, but I will. Cause I'm not a politician. <laughs> so I can, I can get away with saying stuff like this. We're churning out dumb kids and the more money we spend on them, the dumber they get. And so we got a problem here in Missouri and I think it's time to go back to the basics and start um, having them be more efficient with what they have. No way. There's no better way of doing that than having them tighten the belt. It's time to say no to all school bonds unless they're absolutely necessary. Like, for instance, the school building is falling apart, literally falling apart. Do we want kids in an environment where a building is unsafe? Absolutely not. Um, do you know, I'll just be straight up with you, John, and everyone who's listening today. If I had my way, I would say it would be time to shut down the public school system. And it's not necessarily because the public schools are bad, but the teachers' unions is. The the teachers' union, we can't get rid of them. They're a cancer, you know, basically, because they get everything they want, no matter how bad it is. The teachers' unions have been supportive of everything from critical race theory to um, Common Core, and they've been for it all. And uh, they're a very, very powerful, very powerful political force. It's very difficult to do battle with them. And this is why, folks, I'm going to shift gears here one more second. I'm going to take a breath and let John talk. This is why you have to be ever so careful what tax you allow on a ballot because it is so darn difficult to remove it later. It is almost impossible to remove a tax once it goes through. And that applies to schools as well because they'll always find a reason to continue the bond that they have finished off 20 years later. They'll put something squarely on the ballot that makes everyone think, oh, this is a no tax increase bond issue. So what they're saying is we're just going to keep the bond going. We're going to keep your property taxes nice and high where they're at right now and continue doing more crap in our schools. And so I'm going to take a breath now. But I think you get the gist of what I'm saying, though.
0: Well, and and let's look at it. You you talk about the, the rate, the tax rates. I mean, what can, I, I don't think either one of us could name a city, a county, a municipality, what have you, that isn't raking in record amounts of money. So if you're raking in. I mean, even Gasconade County has a, a is going to have a budget surplus that they haven't seen in for freaking ever. So yep. I'm like, okay, you're literally it was just on the paper and the the local paper a week or two ago. So you're you're getting all personal property tax alone, you are raking in more money than you have in a long time, and you're telling me the school needs a bond issue. What, where's yep. the money going? What did you do with it? Because this bond issue is going to cover. So they're saying more security for the school, and then oh, we got
1: that one too. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. okay, John. I'm sorry. Continue. Please tell me what this bond is for. I can help you.
0: So it's it's uh, security. It's uh, cameras. It's stuff for the doors. Things of this nature, <laughs> and then then it's the theater. Uh, I don't know some fancy freaking word they use some kind of theater hall and then it would apparently it's going to have a basement as a tornado shelter because our high school and our uh, voag buildings aren't connected they're separated not by a great distance it's it's nothing major but they want to build this theater hall and it's going to connect the high school to the voag building have a basement for a tornado shelter and i don't remember exactly how much the uh, bond is um, the amount and I will look that up real quick here. Um, but yeah that's sounds what like, the bond uh, issues for.
1: yeah it sounds like they're they're talking probably between four and five million dollars.
0: I think it's somewhere in that area but let me oh oh no right. you're you oh wait here we go. it's 15 million dollars.
1: Oh, inflation. I forgot. Okay. Uh, John, I'll tell you what. Um, Although it may be a great experience for some folks in your live stream, it may not be for others, but I know exactly how to defeat this bond issue. And my wife and I are very, very seasoned pros at doing so. So I'll tell you what, we'll be talking a lot because you have until April. So April, what is it? April uh,
0: 23rd, I believe
1: 23rd. Okay. Yeah, April yep, I, we, we can help you defeat that before April. And I'd be very happy to do so because I, I know exactly what they're doing. First of all, they already have money in the budget for the doors and for the cameras. Trust me, they already have the money to do that in the maintenance budget. So what they're looking at is putting in a the theater. That's exactly what they did to us here in Clever back in, I believe it was 2009, 2010. And my wife and I didn't go vote. Unfortunately, that was one. We weren't paying attention to what was going on locally back then. Um, and here we are. We are still paying off our damn theater. And, of course, they said uh, also that it would have uh, or contain a uh, uh, tornado shelter or something like that, you know, in there. So that was another way to sell it. So what they're doing is they're saying, um, Hey, the school needs additional security. We don't have the money for it. And then they're getting something they want in return, which is that theater. Mm-hmm. So the theater is what they want. They're using the things that they already have the money to do to try and get everyone to do it, which is security. So we already know the wordplay. Um, we know what they're doing with that. So, I mean, my wife and I can definitely help you with this, buddy. Um, you could lead the charge in your area there to actually get this shut down completely. And it's actually really it's fairly easy to do. Um, it's just going to take some time. Okay. You know, well, some effort. Let,
0: let me let me go through because I just found the article here at the on the local paper. At, um, okay. So the committee recommended the following items to be considered as part of the bond issue safety add and an update building cameras at the Gerald Elementary and Owensville Elementary upgrade and replace cameras at the high school and middle school, replace door locks and upgrade safety in rooms Add a performing arts center with additional classrooms so we can <clears throat> connect the main campus to the Ag Career Tech building, update the front of the Gerald Elementary School hallway and office and add additional security cameras level, and renovate the middle school gym to allow for a safe gym floor with adequate space for middle school activities, adding HVAC in the OMS gym.
1: It's back. I forgot. That's, that's another trick they use. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Renovate lighting, sound, and seating at GES Gym. Update playground equipment at both OES and Gerald Elementary School. A school resource officer hub to plan in case of an emergency. Early childhood education needs for OES and GES. Roofs and park parking lot resurfacing. Uh, Gerald Elementary School update for teacher's lounge, restroom facilities, providing water treatment, updating the Gerald Elementary School gym. There is a prioritized list, Hardy said. These are pending the funding available. Now, here's what they're calling it. The $15 million no tax increase bond issue.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. My wife, my God, man, I can help you shut this down. We've done it twice. And we've been successful twice. Uh, but I guarantee you the safety and security, you know, aspect of it is what they're using to try and get people to do it. But that's what they already have money for. What they're going for, it sounds like, is that theater. That's what they want. They don't have the money to do the theater, but they're throwing in all this other stuff, including HVAC, which we, when we were shutting that down in Clever, Missouri, they already had the money in the budget for that too. And also, they got a grant from the federal government to deal with the HVAC issues, so they already had the money to do that as well. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, John. We'll talk off, you know, off, you know, uh, live stream time. And is this in your? Is this your district? Yeah, is this is this is my
0: district? extra. This is my the district that I live in. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Gotcha. Don't want to take up a whole lot of time. Right. Uh, right now. And uh, but, yes, I can definitely help you shut that down. God.
0: Oh, yes. and then there, Tom, there, Tom says which, he's going to if I send him the ballot language and he'll help me out, too. So we're going to double good, good. double whammy oh, this hey, thing.
1: Yeah, you're setting up an A team to deal with this right now. Um, so Tom would definitely be helpful as well. They're lying to you right now. No tax increase bond issue. It's not a vertical tax. It's a horizontal tax. And actually, there is language in Washington, D.C. right now in a bill to um, to make it illegal for schools to say no tax uh, increase bond issue, because that is not true. It is an increase. But what it is, is it's a horizontal increase. You'll keep the same taxes at the same rate for an additional 20 years. You know, it'll never drop off and you'll never have your taxes go down. That's what they mean by no tax increase bond issue. Um, It's not a vertical increase, so it's not like your taxes will go up because of it being voted in. They'll just stay the same for significantly longer, another 20, 30 years. So that's what it is, man. Oh, man. (laughs) It's it's insane. But you know what, though? Schools have to realize that everyone's freaking hurting right now, and this nonsense is going to go away. And, but it's citizens like you, John, that can actually make sure that this does go away.
0: This, I, I just, I, again, I am sick and freaking tired of, of, um, these, again, these people coming with their damn handout. I'm tired of, you know, seeing what, when we go to the store every, every week or however often you go to the store or whatever you, or you look at your personal property tax and they use excuses like, well, there's a shortage of used cars, so your valuations yep. are going up. And they're raking yep. in record revenues, and then what do they do? They turn around and like, oh, we need more money. Excuse yep. the hell out of me. How about yep. I need some more money?
1: You need some That's more money? Correct. Yep. Well, here's the deal. Here's what happens during big inflation is governments start cannibalizing you know, their, their constituents literally because they want you know, more money, more stuff. They want more, you know, because they're thinking of the future and they're thinking this economy is going to go to crap and we don't want to be a victim here. So they're willing to make victims of everyone in the community so that the school can survive. It's the same thing with the federal government. Now, let's remember I told you we're going to switch gears to the federal side. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same thing at the federal government level they don't care about the constituents and guys i know i say this a lot but i'm going to go into uh tonight why everyone 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 needs to get active on their local level and totally forget the fed don't even look at the federal news anymore i mean it's just a it's a giant circus clown show up there and it's not even real now if you're looking at it for entertainment that's fine but if you come away with high blood pressure You know, um, and if you come away angry from your entertainment of watching the Fed, you know right away you need to stop watching it anyway. But the federal government is cannibalizing us. They did this to us. They did this inflation, and they're not lowering taxes. They're raising taxes. And they're raising interest rates at the Federal Reserve at the same time. And and, And we're dealing with inflation. So taxes are going up, uh, interest rates are going up, and the price of everything's going up all at the same time. And believe me, we're just at the beginning of this cycle. It's going to get worse. And now the public school is going, well, the federal government's getting theirs and they don't care about the public schools. So we're going to go ahead and tax on the local level so we can get ours. And trust me, it's the same thing with Sheriff's offices, fire departments, police departments, you know, your local county commission. Everyone is going into, quote unquote, survival mode. But government survives based on what it collects in taxes from the people. The people are the ones who are already hurting, and they don't care how much you hurt. They don't care if you can't afford your taxes. They don't care if you can't afford, you know, what you need to get at the grocery store. They they don't care if you can't afford your medications. They don't care so you in fact um i'm gonna i'm gonna help you shut down that bond uh because basically they've lost their opportunity they should have gone for that for that theater if they really wanted it they should have gone for it in 2015 they would have gotten it then but the all the security crap they're throwing in there man i'm telling you they've already got the money in the maintenance budget to do it they can do it all right now. They're they're But they're throwing it in on that bond issue so they can say, well, we, we have all these security concerns. And people, oh, well, the kids have to be safe, so we better vote it in. So what you do is you expose the fact that they already have the money in the budget for these things and that they've probably already got federal government money for the HVAC system. That's exactly what Clever did, too. They lied to us. And it took uh, about a year after we defeated the bond for them to admit that they had government grant money for HVAC. So they already had the money from the federal <sighs> government. Yep. So it's enough to make your blood boil. And this is why, gang. I mean, we have to concentrate on our local level because there's nothing we can do about the Fed anyway. The Fed's going to do what the Fed's going to do, no matter what. But we can shut down school bonds. We can stop new tax initiatives you know, from our local governments and from our state governments. We can do that. So we should be concentrating there. And states are the ones who always have to give up anyway. When it comes to tax initiatives during uh, um, a recession and inflation, federal government never, ever, ever reduces taxes, you know, know, during a, a recession or an inflation. They don't do it. They're the ones who caused the inflation. They're the ones who caused the recession. And if they were to give up some of their tax money, they, they would be admitting that they caused it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were
1: looking for Chumba Casino.
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void representative prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: So they're not going to do that. The federal government never admits when it makes a mistake. It just doesn't do that. But everything they do is a mistake in D.C. as far as I'm concerned. But that's my personal opinion. But uh, but at any rate, I was hoping that uh, that you would let my wife and I help you guys out with that. It sounds like Tom's willing to help. Anyone who has experience dealing with school bonds and shutting them down should participate in this exercise to get the experience and what it takes to shut these down. So you can teach others and then you'll have the experience and knowledge to do it in your community when it comes your turn and believe me, your turn's coming schools. will keep doing this by the way.
0: Yeah. um, Fortunately, like uh, Cheryl and I had a little back and forth by email uh, just earlier today. And uh, I know she sped up with it too. Um, She doesn't like it at all. And I, well, she'll be there. I think she kind of emcees the event and anything with the Gasconade County Republican committee or whatever, um so i i will be in contact with her quite often and she can get her folks uh, hopefully to line up too and we can get a good mess of people to start uh, firing back on this because um yeah uh, i it's going to be an interesting meeting uh, you know you're talking about a bond issue and then i don't know whether this uh, this county guy is going to whine that they're wanting to discontinue you know, personal property tax, or if he's for it, we'll find out because I'm going to have, uh, some words to add in on that one too. Um, so yeah, this could be a nice fiery, uh, little meeting that they're going to have on Monday. I kind of, kind of anxious to see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't this fired up when I started the show, but now that I'm sitting here talking about this stupid bond issue, now I'm super ticked off, but that's fine. I needed the extra boost of energy anyway. It's like coffee without the liquid. Um, so let me ask you, Patrick, I mean, what else? Sure. What? Let's talk about, you guys are doing a knock and shock on March the 7th. Why don't you uh, talk, tell everybody about that.
1: You bet. That's on Tuesday. And uh, it's, a, it's another standard knock and shock event, which means basically we're asking for as many people to come that believe in the cause. And the cause, of course, this time is, eliminating or or 10 and out is what I'm calling it on personal property tax, getting silver and gold. This is critical. In fact, I do believe I'm starting to think this is the it bill of the year. And that what that means is the most popular bill of the year is gold and silver in Missouri. I believe now I can't prove it yet, but I got a gut feeling it is. And also, uh, you know, getting rid of sales tax on food. And, and that's another big one, too. I mean, we really need to move forward on the momentum that we have gotten from last year, um, you know, regular session, last year, governor special session. Uh, we have momentum there, so we should continue with that and see if we can get rid of that. It's time to help everyone in the state of Missouri. And there's no better way of doing it than, than sales tax. So what we will be doing in knock and shock is I will create a flyer. And I'm probably have it partially produced uh, by tomorrow night when we do our live stream. So I'll probably post it on Odyssey. Um, but we, we go and we talk to representatives. This time it'll be in the House. The last talk and chalk was in the Senate. So we're going to the House this time and we go to talk to every single representative that we can talk to or their LAs if the representatives are not available and let them know this is what we want. This is what the people want, and uh, basically make them all aware of the bills that are being supported by the initiative. Get them in front of them so they're aware of the bills. And believe it or not, there's some people in the House that haven't heard of SB 100 yet. So we need to make sure they're all aware, and uh, and then get them excited about the bills. Provide good information on the flyer about the bills, and um, and you know basically just make that impression but the reason it's called knock and shock is because, you know, we go with relatively large numbers and I don't even know how many people are going to show up on Tuesday. I really don't know. We had 22 people show up for the knock and shock event in January. And so let's hope we get at least that many for this one, but we have a new source of people, you know, basically, and I'll talk about that in just a little bit that may be coming as well. Um, so, that's what knock and shock is. It's Tuesday. It starts at 9 a.m. in the Capitol. We're meeting at uh, Bill Eigel's office. I had previously said before in live streams um, and videos and other people's YouTube uh, channels that we were meeting at Dirk Eaton's office. That has changed. We're, we're making it Bill Eigel's office, and the reason being is because uh, uh, Dirk Eaton's LA has a concern the sheer amount of people that show up for knock and shock that they just don't have the room to accommodate uh, Dirk's office for home base. And home base means where we keep all of our lunch boxes, our coats, and, you know, things of that nature. So they were concerned they didn't have enough space in his office to do that. So that's why we're moving it back over to Mills. And, uh, so at any rate, uh, that's what knock and shock is and, and knock and shock is very effective and it gets attention. We're known up there as you know, John. And, and so at any rate, that's kind of what we call the event and it's borrowed from shock and awe, which is a military term that came from, you know, the, the war in, in the Gulf or whatever, I think it was, uh, uh, I don't, I don't remember which Iraq war. We've had so many of them. I think it was
0: Iraqi um, Freedom or something like that. That's, I believe that's where that's from. Operation yep. Iraqi Freedom. It was a the shock and awe campaign.
1: Yep, something like that. So I borrowed from that to make it uh, knock and shock. Where originally, I was going to call it knock and talk. Um, but that's what people do when they campaign for office. So I figured it had to be knock and shock, you know, just because of the sheer amount of people that show up for it. And so that's why we call it that. And it's, and uh, the, the really nice thing about it is, is that term is getting noticed around the United States. Other organizations are starting to use it, which is really cool. Uh, and it should, and it should be, by the way, it should always be shocking when you show up in large numbers at your uh, state capitol, you know, to go talk to them about bills. They're not used to that. They're not used to people coming to their office, shaking their hand, looking them right in the eye, and telling them what they should be doing. And that's exactly what we do, but we are we're, we're nice about it. So we ask them to do stuff. So we're nice about it. We're not going to be telling them because uh, politicians don't like it when you tell them what to do. And uh, there's a lot of people in Jefferson City I respect, and there are some I don't respect very much at all. And but we try to you know make sure that every single person in in the House of Representatives. Gets the message that the Missouri Freedom Initiative, which is a very, very large organization, um, it wants them to uh, pursue a positive vote, on, You know, whether it be in committee or on the floor, for the bills that we want. And we give the reasons why as well. We just don't say vote this way because, you know, we're these kinds of people. No, we're going to give you reasons why we need you to vote the way we're asking you to vote. So we talk. We engage them in conversation uh, because if you just drop off a flyer, you're not making much of an impression. You need to talk to them and drop off a flyer. And that's what knock and shock is all about.
0: It's uh, it's interesting, folks. Again, I, I know Patrick and I have talked about this extensively, but I'm telling you, uh, you'll be surprised how easy it is and you'll be I think you'll be pleasantly uh, surprised by the response that you get from the legislators. They're really, A, they're surprised to see that many people, but B, they're happy generally to talk to us and have the conversation. Whether they agree with us or not, they're still happy to have that conversation. And I think it piques their interest that we're interested in what's going on in our state and they're not used to that. And it's good to change that uh, perception uh, by our, you know, our representatives that we actually do care and that we want them to do the right thing.
1: Yep, agreed. And and to top it all off, we're not a political action committee. We're not paid lobbyists. We are citizens that pay our own lunch, every one of us. Uh, n- none of us is getting paid for this. There's no uh, corporation or business behind us. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. It, everyone pays their own way. And that's exactly the way citizen activism works. And so this makes us doubly potent. Because when a politician sees someone who runs a PAC, or is a paid lobbyist you know, walking towards them, they realize they are paid to come and talk to that politician to represent Uh, a certain demographic. Uh, There's no one paid in the Missouri Freedom Initiative. This is just activists that come up there, drive all the way to Jeff City. Some of us drive three hours. Some of us drive five, you know, to get there. Some of us are lucky and we're there in half an hour. But uh, that wouldn't be me. That's nearly a three-hour drive for me to get there. Uh, Pay my own gasoline. You know, I pay for my own gas. I pay for my own lunch. I have to take the time off of work just like everyone else does. To go do what I feel is very important in my state. And that's the way things used to be. But you see, everyone's too distracted, John, aren't they? They're watching what's going on in Washington, D.C., a place they absolutely cannot affect change in. Yet they give their energy to it. Because you know why? And I figured it out. It's because it's so filled with drama. They love it. They can't get enough of it. It's their entertainment. And uh, so that's really a disturbing indictment of our culture, isn't it? When where we can actually make positive change, our state, um, we don't do anything with because we're too distracted by the entertainment factor from Washington, D.C., where we can never affect change. And our freedom is slipping away at the very same time that we're not doing anything because we're too busy being entertained. These freedoms that slip away, just like I talked about with taxes before, you don't let your your freedom slip away because it is extremely hard to get them back again. This is why you don't let taxes through unless they're absolutely necessary. Never let a tax get through. Always vote it down because we are working our butts off just to get rid of sales tax on food in this state. And it shouldn't be this hard, but it's incredibly hard. Getting rid of personal property taxes, that's impossible. That can't be done. But a 10-year plan, in other words, in and out once your vehicle, RV, camper, boat, whatever, is 10 years old, then the tax just goes away. That we think we might be able to do. But just reducing taxes in the state is so damn difficult that I literally advise everyone to vote no on any tax increase from this point forward, no matter what it is, because they're so difficult to get rid of. It is so time consuming um, just to get, you know, the, the people up there to try and get something done about it. And, you know, it's just and, and then once you vote in a bond, you can't get rid of a bond, you know, for a school. You absolutely cannot reverse that process. You have to literally finish that bond out. But what the schools do is they do what they're doing in your school district right now, John, is they find another way to, or to um, keep existing bonds going that are about to drop off. You're about to see your property taxes drop off here, John, in probably a year or two. And they're like, oh, crap, we can't have that. If the people feel what it's like for their property taxes to be cut in half suddenly – um then they're they're less likely to vote in a new tax so we need to vote in a new tax before those old bonds mature that's exactly the game they're playing um we've been through it too many times here in clever i mean we we have been through the fire on that one and but this is my message to everyone anyone anyone who listens if you, even if you're outside of the state of missouri don't let taxes through Just don't do it. Say no. Like Nancy Reagan used to say, just say no to drugs. I say, just say no to taxes. You know, it's time to literally get rid of your taxes, to reduce them. You know, uh, this inflation that we're going through along with the recession and in the fact that the federal government is raising taxes in a recession, I mean, that's unheard. If a Republican were in office, that would not be happening most likely. Now, I don't want to Judge all Republicans as being good guys because a lot of them aren't. But you just don't do that. And Biden is raising taxes in a recession. It's the end, gang. This is the end of the dollar. In the next 10 years, everything that you know will change. And it's up to you whether or not your state is even hospitable. If it's a, if it's a fertile land to have a business and to, and to, you know, raise kids. And, you know, basically to, uh, you know, just live in is up to you right now. What happens in your state in the next 10 years? The decisions that you make right now will dramatically affect whether or not your state is going to fall with the federal government or if it's going to thrive despite the federal government. So these are the decisions we make right now. Do we want gold and silver as an option? Absolutely. Why would we? want gold and silver as an option. Well, right now, we're using the dollar for lack of options. We don't have any real other options right now. We need another option, and gold and silver is 100% constitutional. And there's plenty of ways you can use it, including electronically, that the free market already provides. What I love about SB100 is it's basically telling the government, number one, uh, gold and silver legal tender. It's already lawful money, but it will have dual citizenship, with lawful money and legal tender if this bill goes through. And that'll make businesses much more likely to want to use it. So that's why we want legal tender. Um, Number two, capital gains tax gone. There never should have been tax on gold and silver in the first place. But now we can get rid of it with this bill. Number three, make uh, confiscation of gold and silver illegal in the state of Missouri, which this bill also accomplishes. Uh, number four, we actually have a wonderful provision within the bill that was an amendment by um, by Senator Rick Bratton that says that the state of Missouri cannot mandate a digital currency for payment of state services. In other words, if the digital dollar comes out, the state of Missouri can't say, well, you we need to get a digital dollar wallet with the Federal Reserve and then register it with, with us so you can pay your taxes. That won't happen if this bill goes through. You'll be able to use whatever currency that you want that's considered legal tender inside of the state of Missouri, which would include gold and silver. Um, So you'll have another option. So you won't have to go the digital dollar if you don't want to. I suspect a lot of people will be stuck into it and for other reasons we'll talk about later tonight, but this is what we want in Missouri. We have secured our firearms. The second amendment preservation act is done. We got it done in 2021. Now we need to secure the financial health of the state of Missouri. And if we get that done in 2023, I suggest the Missouri Initiative look very strongly into the Food Freedom Act for 2024, which is basically getting the FDA and any other federal agencies that regulate food out of the state of Missouri. Um, So we can actually produce food here in the state without GMOs, without, uh, MRNA being incorporated into the seeds. Like I'm sure Monsanto is doing right now. They've been saying they've been doing, um, and we can actually have farmer's markets. People can sell, you know, <clears throat> whatever excess produce they produce, you know, alongside the road without the police coming up and wanting them to get a license and, and then, you know, being certified through the FDA to be able to do that, whatever. You know, guys, we, we need these basic freedoms back and we have let them slip away through regulation, through regulation. We let everything slip away and we have got to step up to the plate now in our states, in our states, not the federal government, in our states to literally say no to any more infringements, And we need to take our freedoms back right now. And doing it through the state legislature is very preferable to me to the other option, which is one we can't talk about on YouTube. One of them involves a lot of blood. The other one involves no blood. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I It just, um, you know, you talk about the feds. I mean, <clears throat> it, it here's the thing. You. You know, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, you need to know what they're doing because you need to be able to, um, you need to be able to put a stop to it in your state. But that it 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 stops there. Please don't, yep. please don't subject yourself to that god awful theater act that's put on. Every, you know, every day. You know, let's let's take for instance. You know, Biden made this surprise trip to the Ukraine. And when he got off the plane and he and Zelensky were walking, you know, the uh, air raid signs were going off. And I thought today I was like, those weren't air raid science or sirens. That was everybody's BS meter with more than two brain cells to rub together. They was pegging out. The BS meter was pegging out. That's what the sirens were for. BS overload yep. in the Ukraine. Because, yep. again, as everybody with common sense said, Secret Service would not allow the president to walk on the ground when air raid sirens are going off if they thought a bombing was going to hit. They, he wouldn't even been anywhere right. close to there. So it was the BS meter pegging out, and they were like, hey, you better turn it down or the whole place is going to turn into a big pile of you-know-what. So yeah, please, yep. I, I understand that the, the things coming out of the federal government, for the most part, are vomit-inducing. I get that. But why subject yourself to that stupidity when you can put that same energy into paying attention to your state and solving the issues in an area that you still have control in for now that's the other thing folks you keep waiting around and you keep uh armchair quarterbacking and not getting involved at some point the state may be out of your control then what are you going to do right so at some point yeah. you ha- it's important to get involved. Okay, so Patrick, I have I want to get your thoughts on something. We got about uh, about six and a half minutes before I have to clip for K E Y K. But sure, you heard my interview with uh, Chief Lewis from Ellisville the other night when we at the end we talked about Sapa. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on some of the things he said about the statutes not allowing them to help? the feds and, uh, you know, like the DEA and a big drug
1: bust. What are your thoughts on all that? due? All due respect to the police chief, he is wrong and he's engaging in wrong. Think. the federal government has absolutely no right, no right whatsoever, no right to keep any records on anyone's firearms, period. End of story. So if he's talking about, well, we can't access the fed database to check guns, the gun registry, well, first of all, that gun registry is wholly illegal because it's not allowed anywhere in the Constitution for the government to collect this data. They haven't amended the Constitution to do it. They're doing it through executive fiat. It's illegal. So I suggest to the chief that he, if if they recover a gun and they want to find its rightful owner, they're, they, they just don't get it back. Like, for instance, if someone steals um, an ounce of my gold, I don't expect that I'm going to get it back. There's really no way to trace it. I've simply lost it forever. If someone steals, you know, my wife had a car stolen one time. She never got it back. The police were not able to find it. So if that police chief thinks safe is a bad idea because they can't access a national database to find out who owns guns, I'm very sorry. All due respect to the police chief, you're wrong. That, that database is illegal. I don't care how much you say you want it. It's illegal. And we're tired. We're very tired of give, giving up our freedoms for conveniences for law enforcement. This is a, a practice that must end here in the United States of America. And it starts with the states. And we did it here in Missouri. And once again, we have ended conveniences for police departments and sheriff's offices here in the state of Missouri because we wanted our freedom back. They wouldn't give it to us voluntarily, so we took it back by a vote of the people. The the sheer amount of people that participated in with the General Assembly to get SEPA done is something the state of Missouri had never seen before. It was so huge in its scope, the sheer amount of emails, phone calls, and visits to Jeff City was something that has never, ever happened before, and it's not been seen since, by the way. Uh, we have never seen as much activity around a bill as we have with SAIPA. So that's what I would say to the police chief. As much as I respect his position and what he is trying to do, that was wrong think that he was involved in. And, uh, you know, it's really a shame that he's still thinking along those lines. If 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 he collects a gun from a crime, it's his gun. He gets to keep it or he can sell it or they can auction it or whatever they do. Uh, it's not going back to the original owner because there is no database that we should have access to in the first place.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know, again, I, I my, like I told him, my thing was the complaints that I was hearing. They were there was no context. They were just <laughs> cry, they were crying, but there was no information involved. So I'm like, what? what is the problem? I was happy that at least he gave me his opinion on what his issue was with SEPA because I wasn't seeing that. I was just, it's, it's, this is crap. We can't do our job. How not? You know, why? Okay, explain it. We just can't do our job. That was There was no meaningful right. conversation you're, you're on right. it. And so it was good yep. to have his input on that thing because it's like I – you know, I'm not, I'm not hearing this. I, I see major news outlets and local news yep. outlets and a lot of whining and hanky stomping and all this stuff, but yep. that was it. And I, it was nice to get some create, you know, some, somewhat thoughtful input on it. it Cause I had no freaking clue. Um, well,
1: I appreciate his honesty. Yeah. I mean, that was awesome too, but but the fact of the matter is, like I said, all due respect to police chiefs all across the state of Missouri, my freedom comes before your conveniences. You know, it's just, it's going to have to be that way. The people have spoken. That's why we have SAFA.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not our, you know, all of us in the outlying area um, around, you know, that don't live in St. Louis or Kansas City and some of these other areas, it is not our fault. Yep. That people yep. in those counties and areas elect people like the Kim Gardeners of the world that make yep. their job 10 times, well, 1,000 times harder because when there is a violent crime, they just want to kick them to the curb. You know, yep. So it, it, it's right. like, okay, I understand your frustration. Believe me, I do, which is why I don't go to St. Louis very often because of the con- complete dumpster fire that it is. But mm-hmm. – the people in that area are going to have to get fed up enough to either A, move out of the area and say, you can have this train wreck, good luck, or convince and educate people around them that we can do a lot better than this. But, I, you know, again, you get into these big municipalities, and sometimes it's almost like working at the federal government to try to enact change because these people are only interested. In their power and the money that comes with it. They're not there to, you know, better the community or help the less fortunate or anything like that. No, it has nothing to do with that. It is the fact that they want the power and they want to get up there and they want a virtue signal the whole time. All all, in all, you know, all the while we have them making new laws all the time new regulations new this new that and they turn the police departments into revenue generators and they end up harassing the very people they said they wouldn't harass in the first damn place so That's it's right it's complete hypocrisy at multiple levels all right for those of you in the keyk audience thanks so much for joining me this week again next week i will have on representative Maisie boyd uh, that'll be the first time I've had her on for an interview. And we'll talk all things Missouri legislation, followed by, uh, let's see, Robert Brown, and then Cherie Tolson-Reich, and then Tony Lavasco. So got a lot of good interviews lined up for the month. So with that, I bid you adieu. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you right here next week on the Missouri Liberty Report.